Welcome to another episode of Daycare Unscripted, the podcast about educators, the bosses, the parents, the expecting parents, and what happens in between. This podcast tackles topics about daycare and child rearing in an accepting and open style. It is designed to have conversations that will enable guests to express their own opinions and perspectives with the goal of understanding and learning from one another. So without further ado, let us welcome our guest for today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Daycare Unscripted. And in today's episode, I had invited with us a senior educator of CPE Dorval. She has been an educator and has been very passionate about her job for 30 years now. And she has a lot of experiences when it comes to building relationships with families, what actually works, and how to tackle sensitive matters with parents. Today, we are joined by the one and only Jennifer Bellware. Hi, Jen. Hi, Robin. Hi, everyone. I'm good. Thank you. Good. How about yourself? I am amazing. I just got my hair done. Everything is good. (laughs) So you look fabulous. I love it. I love this day. It's beautiful outside. It's unfortunate we're inside, but that's okay. Um, So today we are discussing a topic that can somewhat be sensitive for both parents and educators. So before we start anything, I just want to put out a quick disclaimer out there that our opinions and views that we're going to express for today's topic does not reflect the values of CPE Dorval, seeing that we're both working there. It can be, it can reflect that way, but it won't. And also we are talking about parents in daycare generally. We're not talking about parents who are in CPE Dorval, although we're not going to name any names on, obviously if we do examples parents' names are going to be anonymous and also children's names are going to be anonymous. But yet again, we're talking about daycare in general. All right. Perfect. So let's begin. So I want to start you by asking, because we know you have a, a 26 years, more than that, 30 years of experience. Is there any experience you've had with a parent that stands out that a parent did get got too cautious or... Um, I don't want to use the word, but it's been used in like internet over and over again while I was reading about this, being too overprotective of their kids, that the growth and development and the potential of a child got inhibited. Yes, I I had a a situation when I first started working um, uh, at the first daycare that I was at where there was a child who had... um, I, I didn't recognize it at the time. I was quite young and inexperienced, mm-hmm. but as I look back on it today, that there was uh, s- potentially some behavioral issues. Okay. And I say potentially because I'm not a doctor. Yes. You know, and I'm I'm not here to label. Yeah. You know, but from what I see in my experience with all these years, that there was, uh, yeah, definitely a bit of a red flag, mm-hmm. or a lot of a red flag. And I remember approaching the parents saying, you know, your son did this today Mm -hmm. and your son did that today. And I don't know what to do and what do you do at home? And the the father would be so overwhelmed when I approached him at the end of the day, 
naively, I, I just thought, well, I'm communicating with him what's going on with his child. But the reception back was he didn't like me. Okay. He did not like me. He went to the boss and, and sure enough, he had every right not to like me because I was reporting the bad news about yeah. his child and not the good news. So it, again, it's very important um, to establish a relationship with parents, one that's a positive relationship and one that's not, um, you're not, you're not there to, you to know, judge just, them. yeah, have just the bad news given to the parent, yeah. you know? So, yeah. and it took a long time to mend that long. And I had that child, I think two years in a row and the child didn't like me. Well, I felt like the child was influenced by the parent. It was a young family and so be it. And and there's no, um, I never treated the child differently, but mm. I, I, I could feel that there was some, uh, that the family and I, let's say, had right. this negative energy unfortunately yeah and if I could erase or go back I would definitely uh fix that relationship or mend that relationship for sure but like again right you know, the over mat. the years you get that experience yeah yeah and I was scared very scared uh, parents scared me when I first started working in daycare and I think that's a lot of young educators like I've only been in the field for three years and I could also remember how it was the first time I have to like well when I took it in Vanier the course you really pushed to interact with parents and have you know builds a somewhat a relationship especially on your second and third year which is amazing but it's different when you're working it's different when you're really responsible for you know their child for a long um a long time of the day, like seven, eight hours of the day. And you have to, to, like you said, deliver them the not so good news, you know? And yeah, it's nerve wracking. And I mean, like parents have changed from how they were before to how they are now. I'm sure when you started, how are the parents differ from then to now? Well, I think when I started back you know, 30 years ago, which in our field, it's a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And even without our field, it's a long time ago. But 30 years ago, it was very rare that we would have... Wait, I was two years um, old then. Just the perspective. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, you're two years old and I'm, I'm eight. <laughs> I wish. That's a good number. Eight's a good number. All right eight years old <laughs> um yeah 30 years ago there was it was very rare that you had a child allergic to something mm. and if the child was allergic to something it was huge it was right. huge we had the daycare I was at before had one child one child allergic to peanut butter and it was the relationship with that parent that I had was very very close because mm -hmm. We were both learning at the same time what to do and what not to do for his for her child for this young boy, mm -hmm. and so it was it it was a lot of uh, of unknown and right. a lot of interaction on her part. Where now it's so common that you know we just ban peanut butter and we ban all these nuts and eggs. Some people, some kids, is eggs, and I've noticed over the years that there's a lot of different. Um, behavioral issues mm -hmm. too you know and and I'm I wonder sometimes do I is it 
that there's more behavioral issues or do I understand it a little bit more as I'm more experienced into the field? Mm-hmm. And am I able to to understand it and, and deal with it? So whenever there's, you know, I, I, if the Jennifer that was working in daycare years ago, I would be too afraid to go to the parent and say, yeah, you know, like he bit another child today or, yeah. and what can we do? And, you know, where now it's like, okay, we have a plan of action. And, you know, there was a lot of um, communication back then because 30 years ago, there was, there was no hello mama, which is the computer yes, app. Yes. There was, you know, you couldn't call on the phone and talk to the educator. It was very different. So communication is there now. Yes. Um, so that has helped us in our field that the parents get to know what's going on. But back then it was, it was a real effort on their part to come in and talk. And there was a lot of that, a lot of, of communication because that there wasn't the easiness of computers and, yeah. and technology like they have now, or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a parent now could just fire out an email saying, Oh, Tommy came home with the wrong boots. Yes. Or you have a, a, a platform that says, Oh, went home with uh, these mittens. They're not ours. Put a picture back, back in the day. It was, you know, a much bigger job to find those boots you know, to ask each parent. I and- could imagine. I don't know if I'm going off topic a little bit, but no, yeah, it's it, good. It, it has changed over the years for sure. Communicating communication has changed. Yeah, and I find like now that we have all this, like you said, hi mama, the internet. It's so easy to here. find um, information and to also get information and to also um, send information. But with all the goodness of the technology, there's still that. I would say challenges that we now face because of technology. When somebody bites another child and then you send that right away to a parent, you know, midday because of the um, the app and it's so easy, mm-hmm. a parent mm-hmm. can just panic all of a sudden and be like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean my, right, my right. child got bitten? And especially for new parents, I could just imagine yeah. not everybody understand that it will happen. Mm-hmm. Right. At a certain like in a in a very young classroom, like a 18 months to 24 months classroom. That's one of the things that we really tackle is biting because it's one of the ways they communicate. Right. As 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 toddlers, they don't have the words. And but then we have parents that just panics. Like I said, like it's just the panic is in their face. Like, what do you mean? Rushes to the daycare and like. You know, all of a sudden, it's like a big thing. How do you deal with those instances when you feel that, you know, do you just not send it right in the middle of the day? Do you wait until the end of the day to tell the parent? What do you do? Okay, for for me personally, I would never send an email or a message or a text or whatever um, that the child is hurt. That is definitely mm-hmm. important. Or And I know as, a, as our daycare center, that's definitely worthy of a phone call. Yeah. And um, a lot of times, biting's a big one. It could mm-hmm. draw blood, or if a child falls down, um, it's our responsibility to contact the parent and speak to the parent, right? Uh, you know, on the phone. Um, but a lot of parents, they do. Uh, not a lot of parents, but some parents kind of say, "Yeah, it's daycare, and it happens." And then, especially in the younger rooms, mm-hmm. you have 
the new families that come in or are inexperienced with daycare centers. And, you know, for us, we, we do an orientation in the beginning of the year, a parent orientation, like meet the new parents, meet the teachers right. without the children in the room. And, and that's where we, we say to them, unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately your child is going to have a great, safe, fun environment, of course, you know, but there are times, you know, your child's going to go home with ripped pants or glue in their hair, paint under their nails. So don't send them in with earrings because they're going to lose an earring or, or, you know, their baptismal necklace because it'll get torn off for sure. They're toddlers and this happens. Right. Um, and we sometimes we say, if you put it on, you're at risk, you know, that, mm-hmm. that of losing it. And so a lot of times in the beginning of the year, especially in a toddler room, we'll say that, uh, unfortunately, biting is very, it happens often in that room. And it yeah. is a form of them communication, communicating because there isn't um, a channel for them to use their words. And it's faster if I bite right. to get what I want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I, I wouldn't leave it just at that. And I think it's very important as educators to, to back that up and say, and this is what we do when this happens. Mm-hmm. And this is why we do it. You know, right. um, toddlers, it's one word. No, mine. You know, and that's okay. If you teach the child to say no, mine, you might, you know, prevent him from biting or her from biting another child. So there is a plan when there's biting. It's not just, well, oh, they're toddlers and they bite. Sorry, go home. You know, here's your child bit. Hopefully it doesn't happen again tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, like, and this is what we're doing. Here's our plan, you know, and a lot of role modeling. I've I've discussed this in a podcast before, you know, role modeling with the the child. And I believe, too, as an educator, that the biter and the, the, the child that gets bitten are both victims. I really do believe that. I believe that the, yeah. the child who gets hurt is a victim and the child who does it is also a victim because it's just she or he doesn't know how to communicate. And yeah, that's what we do. So in the beginning of the year, orientation is this is what's, what could happen. And if it does happen, this is what we do. This is how we teach your child. And this is what is part of our day. This teaching is part of our day. Um, yeah, for sure. Room. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Oh, it's all good. And I think that you saying that and then like telling us about the orientation is very, very important that when there's an orientation in a daycare, especially if you're a new family, that you attend that orientation, right? That you make everything, like uh, put everything aside, go to your child's daycare, ask the questions, you know, see, have a feel of how the educators, like you, Jen, said that, you know, how we deal with it. What's our, what's the plan behind it, you know, and be open. Don't be shy. That's what I would tell parents yeah. always. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure in 30 years, there's nothing that you haven't heard of. <laughs> yeah. That, like, oh, I've heard it all. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I heard stories from home. <laughs> heard it all, but exactly. it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Yeah. So and, attend orientation. Orientation is the most important meeting for me because it kind of one, especially I keep saying younger because those are the new parents that don't yeah. know who we are at all. Yes. So you're, you're getting to know the values of the day of these educators, the culture of yeah. the daycare, the daycare. Yes. All that is happening that time, you know, and, 
and it's so valuable for them to come, you know, because I don't know how many times I, I send them home and there's paint on their shirt and the paint doesn't come out. I'm thinking, yeah, well, I mentioned it at the orientation, you right. know, there's only so much we can, we can, you know, salvage of your kids' clothes, you know, but it yeah. does happen. It's not frequent. And, and also, you know, we're more mindful of things that are important to parents as well. You know, if, if, uh, you know, the, the parent has lost the, the, we've lost the child's hat four times, you know, I'm going to make sure that that hat has its name in it, like 400 times in the hat. So we don't lose it, but I'm exaggerating, but for, yeah. for that as well, we're not, we don't, we're not just going to say we told you so, you know, we want to make a plan for things to work smoothly on, on all sides. Absolutely. And I, and to add to that, it's the educator's responsibility I think that it's in our hands to kind of lay the like what really happens or paint a picture of what really happens throughout the day this is our schedule we go out we play in the sand sometimes they would come home and they would have sand in their pockets and and eat it I don't know sometimes like they would be eating sand because it's so sensory and you know they're so in like so into it that it happens I remember that I've I worked at did I work like one summer before my third year of um of uh Vanier I worked one summer in a private daycare fabulous private everything is so beautiful and pretty but because it's privately owned and it's everything and pretty the expectations of the parents is also everything is pretty to the point that their kid needs to be pretty by the time they pick them up that I got Mm. a comment from one of the moms saying that this is the most dirty I've ever picked up my child from daycare. Like I, and she literally goes, I can't even pick her up because she's so dirty. So in my head, I go, okay. Because I was then still like, I was working as an assistant and a student. I froze. I didn't know what to say. It's almost like, okay, uh, do I clean her now before I give her to you? You know what I mean? Do I shower her? What's going on? But I think for me, that's one of the things. Uh, expect that they're gonna be dirty you know we even say it the dirtier they are that means the more fun they had in daycare the more involved and more exactly yeah and And, and, you know realistically our ratios it's not a one-to-one ratio you know and as much as we are trained and uh you know in in class management which is, you know, being able to put ourselves in a classroom to be able to watch over the children. It's a two-second thing. The child can yes. fall, trip on a chair, yes. fall outside, running on, uh, in the yard. And unfortunately, it happens. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be passive about it because, yeah. it, 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 you know, it is your child and understand that completely. But I said, you know, if if we want no injuries to happen or no scuff on the knees or nothing, then maybe you want to, you know, think about if a one to eight ratio or a one to 10 ratio is a good thing for, for you and your family. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I love that. And it'd be wonderful. It was one-on-one care. That's the, which is, I always said is best care is home care because you have that one-on-one with your child, you know? Yes. Yes. I love, yeah, I love that you brought that up, like the ratio, because I think our ratios and the government needs to acknowledge this is just, it's too much. I mean, 
I am in a four to five classroom and the ratio is one is to 10. And like you said, it takes a second for a child to fall off of a bicycle. And most of the time you're dealing with one and that's when the other one falls. And it's like, how do I divide my, my body into making sure that, you know, it's, it's a tough job. It's a very, very yeah. hard and crucial job. I, for me personally, you know, but mm -hmm. also there's developmentally, we also know that these things like falling from bicycles, sometimes I kind of let it go and be like, mm, what is this child going to do? Let me see how he's going to handle this, especially at a four to five age, right? They're going to kindergarten. They're going to go and meet other new children that are much bigger than them. And you want to prepare them for that. So you want to see yeah, what they're going to do, right? Like, And it's not always because we're waiting that we're not caring you know for the child and we're not right away there i mean like me I, i've done that so many times when they when they fall and i would be close to them but i would pause for a minute or two and see what are they gonna do and i've seen them pick up the bike brush off their knee and go again and i said okay wow they got this and that yeah to he me, didn't need me or she didn't need us yeah yeah i've I done that many times i think that's so valid robin because i i you know, are when all these things happen, if a child hurts himself or, you know, it's not because it's, you know, like a lot of times, let's say there's fighting over a bicycle mm -hmm. and a child gets punched, kicked or whatever. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate, but it does happen occasionally. So it's it doesn't end there for us. That, right. that for me is, okay, coming inside, what could we done to avoid this from happening? And letting them think of the scenarios of what to do. So again, it's not just, and it's the same thing if a child falls off a bike, it's okay. You're, it's okay to not run up to the, I find running up to the parent, uh, to the parent, sorry, to the running child. up to the child and picking them up. Sometimes it even startles them even more. Yes. I so see that, especially with sometimes toddlers. I just walk, are you okay? Yeah. Sometimes they say yes. And they get, like you said, they get back up and they're fine. And sometimes they're not okay. What would you like me to do? Would you like me to help you up? I always give it to them to answer. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes them stop instantly what's, you know, going on in, in, in the situation and gives them that opportunity to think, okay, am I okay? Can I get up? She's offering help. Do I need the help? So there's a lot there than just saying, oh yeah, he's fine. I know he can get up, you know, like, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's risk versus being risky when it comes to things. Like we allow right. them to take a certain amount of risk, especially as they get older too, to prepare them for the outside world. <laughs> but then there are things that are risky. And I think that as a parent, well, I'm not a parent, but like if, if you're a parent of a child who goes to daycare, you need to really see the fine line difference between the two and absolutely try to understand that there are things that we as educators do to build them or to develop their skills and not necessarily because we just, you know, don't have time to do it kind of thing. or We just refuse to do it because I feel that that's one of the things that kind of has been is is a mentality of some parents I should say and I've heard horrible stories from you know my friends that are also in the field that more and more 
parents have been so hovering over the children to the point that it's like their expectations are so unrealistic of a daycare environment. You know, it's right. like, yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree that some parents, have, well, like that helicopter parent. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, that their their anxious or anxiety really stems from the unknown. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important as educators to um, give them that guidance that they need. Right. And, I, and I've noticed that over the 30 years that, you know, I was the young kid at daycare 30 mm-hmm. years ago. I'm not the young kid anymore. Now the parents are, you know, way younger than me. So with my experience, I, I, I'm able to see that that helicopter parent, you know, the one that's worried or the one that saves the day and or saves their child or prevents them from crying or prevents them from, you know, getting hurt or, you know, all these different things. But I think, too, to have that communication with the parent and offer your professional advice, because, you know, as an Mm -hmm. educator, we're qualified educators and we know different scenarios that happen at daycare that if your child falls, you know, that's a learning experience as well. And it's going to be okay. And if we, you know, constantly jump in and save that child, he's not going to develop those skills to save himself one day. Absolutely. So, and and I I've used that as an example, but there are many other examples. You know, um, we a lot of times we see parents walking in with their their four year old in their arms. You know, walking into the daycare and we're oh, always no, with like, the stroller. That's my best. Ex- <laughs> this is the best yeah. one I've seen so far. And and yeah, in my hand, yeah. I go- and then they're having a hard time running in the gym. Yeah. So, you know, like we can say to them, a parent, it's not a red flag, but we could say, oh, you know, would, have, you, have you tried walking, having Tommy walk up the stairs to come to daycare? Mm-hmm. You know, that can help really develop his gross motor skills. And so things like that. And, and not to um, parent the parent. Absolutely. That makes yeah. sense. It's just to guide the parent to say, you know, this is what I've seen over the years. And 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 this is what, you know, successes we've had as educators with your child. And, you know, if we work together with your child as a team, that the, you know, expectations for your child will be easier, I would say. Yeah. Yes. And you really want to build that kind of relationship where it's easy for me to tell you, you know, what if an injury happens at home and then the child is coming back to daycare the next day, this to disclose those information would be much easier if I have a good relationship with the educator of my child. And those information is important in case, I don't know, child X has a headache midday, but then you fail right. to tell me that, oh, he fell. This is just, you know, an example that comes yeah. into mind. It hasn't happened yet. But like, you know, like he fell at home from the couch jumping. I don't know. But you know what I mean? We're able to kind of work together as a team and be like, oh, this is the red flag. Because, mm-hmm. you know, then I can call the parent and be like, remember you told me this morning that he fell? Well, now he's having a headache. I think it's a it's a good idea to come pick him up or get him seen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And as as we would for them, too, you know, I, or she fell down coming off the slide yes. or bumped her head, you know, uh, and it's our responsibility to call you. And, and to let you know, okay, this is your, you're coming to the daycare and your child has a bump on his forehead. Yeah. You know, and, and for you, or would you want to pick your child up right away? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that, again, it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of communication is key, is key. 
and I and and to educators out there who are new in the field, like just don't be afraid. They don't bite, <laughs> you know. In the end, well, some of them do. The <laughs> <laughs> well, the parents, not the kids, but some yeah. of the parents. <laughs> they don't, you know, the parents won't bite, and I think it's a hard one. It always is, educators. Uh, you know, one of the things that gets tuned up last is that courage to, you know, it's it's not easy to go up to the yes. parent at the end of the day and say, you know, your child broke skin today, he was bitten. And, you know, it's difficult. It's, it's Especially it really at is. the end of the day when they're so tired from work. <laughs> and yeah. the first thing they're going to have to hear is that, oh, um, he fell and he has a bruise. So I think that, yeah. you know, we do it in our daycare that we tell the parents right away, right after it happened, especially any like head injury. We, we put, um, what do you call that? We, we write a document. Responsibility. Yeah. Who, who was there? What happened at that time? What did we do afterwards? And I think that it's very important that all daycares do that, that they, they, they document anything that happens and to inform parents right away, because, um, you know, as much as they're in our, in our care for a long time, that is their children and they have all the right to know that what had happened, whether or not you know that that parent is going to be so mad. Because at one, at one point I heard this story from a friend of mine and she was saying that um, one of her colleagues had kept it, had did not disclose what happened because she's so scared of the parent's reaction oh. because it's not the first time. And, um, so I, I feel that, like you were saying, if you're y new in the field, it, it's it's nerve wracking to do that, especially when you know the parent's going to be so mad. But at the same time, it's like yeah. it's your responsibility. Absolutely. And and as new educators, they need to lean on their directors or yes. lean on a senior staff to stand there beside you, not not to get you out of the situation, but to help you out and support you. You know, like it's definitely we we have that support at yes. daycare. You know, if we if we feel that there's uh, and have a hard time talking to a parent because that you're a new educator mm -hmm. and it's a you know a sticky situation that's happened with their child and it's hap or it's repetitive, it's happened again. You know, you can you can use your 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 not use but ask your director to to support you or a senior staff member who has experience with you know communicating with parents to and use them to stand with you and coach you through it yeah you know it's you know, that's a big one it's it's really nice because in our daycare we have very supportive staff and a very supportive you know director and it's just the community is so supportive that we're able to do that that I could talk to a senior educator like you Jen and be like you know I don't know how to tackle this can you just help me when the parent comes because I'm really like you know the nerves is there but not everybody is lucky enough to have you know their directors prioritize them over parents because I've heard a lot of daycares that mm -hmm. prioritize the parents before their staff and mm -hmm. I think it's mm -hmm. unfortunate and I think that um you know it 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 brings so much value to how your culture of a daycare is when you prioritize your staff, when you trust your staff and when you believe in them, that yeah. oh, to absolutely. us, it's so yeah. like second nature because it, there's always somebody that's going to back you up, not when you're doing something wrong, but when you're in, in instances like this, like, 
you know, like you're just, yeah. your nerves are there and you can't say the right things to the parents. We have backup, right. but a lot of educators, especially new ones, they don't have that. And it's no. sad to see because it's like, yeah, it, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to go with somebody of a higher uh, position, like a director or co-director or administrator, mm-hmm. your pet consultant, you know, to, to have them with you while you yes. do it because, you know, because you're, you're nervous yourself and you're new and mm-hmm. some daycares, you, you might not want to be, uh, they might not want that new educator to go, you know, throw them in the line of fire and say, Seriously. well, good luck, you know, with a, you know, a parent who's upset and a parent has every right to be upset. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, that's not the issue there. It's just, you know, how do you show compassion and empathy at a time when the parent's upset because, you know, that is their child that got hurt and, mm-hmm. and you're trying to say things to the parent to ease them. And all they see is this big, could be a uh, big lip or a cut lip or whatever it, it you know, it, whatever it is. Yeah. But, you know, what we do often at our center is that we'll, we'll call the parent before at work. And I find that that kind of, they, they know it's happened. It Sometimes they'll come early the to pick up their child. Yeah. It kind of uh, eases the situation a little yeah. bit. Yeah. They'll ask us for advice. Do you think I should come pick them up? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times, no, I'll say no, but I just want you to know he bumped his head. We're going to watch. We'll watch. And if there's anything, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if I see that the child you know, he's really upset or just doesn't want to be there. I'll I'll voice that to the parent and say, well, maybe you can come a little bit earlier to pick him up. That might help his spirits a little bit. Sometimes it's, it's more that than the actual injury, you know? So, and, and for, for educators not to be afraid to, to, to make those suggestions to parents, you know, to say, yeah, you know, he bumped his head or he hurt himself and he's, he seems to be okay, but maybe just come a half an hour early today and that'll just, you know, make his day, you know, and snap him out of this little funk that he's in, you know? Yeah. So, but how do we deal then Jen with parents? Cause I know we have tackled how educators kind of like strategies on how to talk to parents that are upset. Um, but how do we deal with parents that are borderline, yelling at you or I've never had that experience if <laughs> oh but this is, this is a great topic have yeah. you have you had experiences where like parents are just on the top of their voice yelling at you wouldn't even listen to whatever you want to say with or without the support of you know senior staff or your directors absolutely I mean people go home at different times of the day and you know I've closed the daycare and uh earlier on in my years or even opening the daycare. Now that I open the daycare, you get the parents in the morning and Mm. sometimes you're alone downstairs or alone upstairs or, and they are upset because the child got hurt and you're the one, you know, the walk in, they walk into the daycare and they see you. So you're kind of like the whipping post, I guess you could say for, for that morning. And I always think in my head, don't take it personally. Yeah. It's a, it's a child who, uh, it's a parent who's upset about their child. Mm-hmm. And even though it's hard and I have taken it personally, if, if a parent starts to yell at me, yeah, I recognize their feelings. I'll say to them, I see that you're angry and I see that you're upset and I invite you to speak to the director mm-hmm. or I'll have the director call you. 
because one, I'm, I am an educator in a room at that moment, Yes, you know, and I don't want to upset the other children that are around me in the environment. So mm-hmm. I try to, you know, take off the, take out the fire right away, mm-hmm. recognize that they're angry, mm-hmm. explain to them that we will find a solution. Right. You know, here's a plan of action. And definitely when you say, you know, when I tell a parent, okay, we're going to, you know, I invite you to speak to the director. It, it puts a big load off of me as well. Mm-hmm. And, and to the sense that at that moment, like I said, if I'm an educator, I don't want those other children to see these hostile, this hostile situation. Absolutely. So if I say to them, you know, I invite you to go see my boss, really, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. And they're kind of like, oh, okay, then she's confident enough for me to speak to somebody of power. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, so they can't be really, um, if she really wants a solution for my child, you know, for the situation. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think acknowledging their feelings with all of us, like, it's like with children, you know, the moment you acknowledge the emotion, it's like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, she noticed that I'm mad. But it's, yeah. you know, it's so I think it's easier said than done, especially when you're in that moment. But I think like, you know, breathe <laughs> as yes. new educators, you know, take a deep breath and then go, I see that you're <laughs> I'm I see and, that you're and yes, and if you can adjust, address the situation and you have a colleague that's in the classroom already, mm-hmm. invite them. Close to doors. go into, if you have a lounge or yeah. into an office and deal with it right away, Yeah, which to me, I like to do that because I, I don't want the parent to spend the whole day Absolutely. thinking, okay, yes. this is not a good place for my child to be in her care or in the care of this daycare center. You know, this is, this is why it happened. This is how it happened. And this is what we're going to do about it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, those three things are, are valuable. You know, and I'm, I hope that the parent, when they leave the center, they're like, okay, good. You know, this, they're, they're going to do their best for this not to happen again. They're aware of it. They're conscious of it. And my child, you know, will hopefully have a safe and happy day. Yeah. And they have a plan. It's not like we left it and shrug our shoulders and like, oh, well, you know what I mean? Like it, it also shows like how professional you are when you deal with these things in a calm and very constructive manner as opposed to going into like a yelling battle with the parents which just will never solve anything no you know nothing. Exactly. it just won't it might it might even get worse from how it was already if you just keep on yapping at each other because i've heard horror yeah. stories from people yeah and happened. you know we've had emails and we've had phone calls and we've had parents come and they've been upset and you know, and, that, and that's personality and different attitudes. I, I understand that, you know, but I, I hope parents know that no matter what conveys in the hallway, the discussion that happens with mm-hmm. the educator, the uh, if it's positive or negative, the bottom line is your child will still be treated with the utmost care because yes. that's what we believe in, mm-hmm. you know? So no matter, like I've heard parents say, oh gosh, I got angry with that educator. And parents will say, oh, I hope she doesn't take it out on my kid. Like I've heard that over mm-hmm. the years. And 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 then that shows me like, 
okay, these are new parents in daycare like that. We would never do that. We wouldn't be allowed to do that. No. You know, any signs of that would be like, nope, you're not ready for daycare or this no. daycare. Yeah. No. It's unethical, I find, to do that, to take on, yeah, the kid. Or yeah. like, yeah. I love this conversation. Me this too. topic is beautiful and I'm 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 really hoping that we've enlightened a lot of parents as we you know have our talk back and forth and educators as well that about their responsibilities and how to handle difficult situations like this with parents. And um, yeah. before yeah. we end the the episode Jen, I always like asking my guests the same questions. The same question. I was corrected that why didn't you put an S? There's only one question. I'm like, that's true. So before we end, I would just like to ask you, what would you like our listeners to take away from our conversation today? If there's just one thing. What would I like for them to take away? Today, I think I would really like the parents to know that um, we are doing the best we possibly can. We are professionals in the field. And when we come up with a plan, it really is a plan that will work from, uh, and I say that with experience, you know, it's not, I don't want to say, oh, it's our first rodeo or our mm -hmm. first, you know, but over the years, there are a lot of similarities happen with situations of uh, kids getting hurt. And so the plans that we use, uh, could be, you know, having a discussion with your, with the children or um, role modeling that they're they're effective, and so and and another thing, if I can say, I know you said one thing, but it's, it's to all have good. that communication. Yeah, com communicate with your educator. There's like I said, there's a phone in each classroom. Call us, email. We will get back to you. And I think it's so important to realize it's it's not us against you. It's us mm -hmm. with you and yes. your child as a team. Yeah. yeah. And trust us. And, you yeah. know, and for educators to trust that the parents only want the best for their children. I hope that you guys enjoyed that episode. If you have any topic suggestions or you want to share your insight about the episode that you just heard, please don't hesitate to message me using at Daycare Unscripted on Instagram. Thank you again for listening and taking the time to be here with me. This is your host, Robin. Tune in again next week for another episode of Daycare Unscripted.